Welcome to the Things I Wish I'd Known podcast, where guests share learning from life experiences to help others on the same path. Hello everybody and welcome back to Things I Wish I'd Known. It's your podcast host Sophia Giblin here and this week I've been having the pleasure of chatting to the wonderful Pinky Lilani. We talk all things kindness, networking, women and confidence in this episode. Pinky's a really wonderful woman. If you've ever had the pleasure of meeting her, you would know that she is one of probably the kindest people you will ever meet. And I hope that you enjoy this really lovely podcast episode. Okay, so I'm really happy to be here today with Pinky Lilani, C-B-E-D-L. <laughs> so lovely to see you, Pinky. Absolutely fantastic to have you here, so thank you so much for coming. No worries, not at all. So Pinky, you're the founder and chairman of the Women of the Future programs and a food guru. So we'd love to hear a little bit more about your story and how you came to be all of those things. Oh, well, um, you know, it's a journey which you don't even really look at till you've come to, um, you've traveled quite far, actually. So I really love food, like most people, and now everyone seems to be a foodie, but I didn't know how to cook when I came to this country. Um, and I learned to cook and realized that it's such a great way of meeting people, of of having, you know, a meal with someone changes the dynamics of a relationship. And I don't think people do it enough now because I think everyone's so busy mm. and they don't know, they're not very confident about cooking. So they go out and eat. And I think actually if you learn to cook and have people over, it's the greatest way of building a relationship. And really, really, it's so enjoyable. So I learned to cook so I could invite people to my home. And then, of course, I really started doing things for Asian women first because I felt they were so stereotyped into being thought of as sitting at home and cooking for their husbands and being subservient. And yet I was meeting some amazing women who were just, absolutely awesome in what they did and had no idea they were doing great things so I thought we'd set up a platform for them and that was set up 20 years ago so we've discovered amazing people from Asian salsa dancers to microbiologists to entrepreneurs um, and the story still continues I think we're going to go a long way where that's concerned and then I decided to set up the women of the future which is for emerging women leaders women under 35 because I think there were a lot of awards for senior women who really had so many accolades. And I thought if we have a platform for younger women, they could use this for a very long time. So that's where I really began. Mm. And um, I was at the Women of the Future Awards in 2017, and it was an amazing event, really inspirational. Um, so yeah, I think it's some incredible work that you're doing. Thank you so much. And I think, you know, the real challenge is how do we sustain the momentum and the only way you can sustain programs and um, give them credibility is by getting good people involved. So for me, I'm continually looking for you know women who are going to inspire others who are role models. I think even today, so many um, young girls don't think they can go into a particular profession because they've never met anyone from that profession. So I work very closely with some schools in Tower Hamlet where these girls have never met a lawyer or a, you know been into a bank corporate headquarters. And actually, when you take them and they come out and they've had a great time and they realize that in a bank, it's not only just about knowing about finance and accounting. You can do HR, you can do events, you can do so many different things. It actually opens up a different world to them. And I think there's no greater gift you can give anyone than making them believe in themselves. So I think also... 
Somebody once said, no one can make you feel inferior without your consent. Mm -hmm. And I think women need to remember that because we need more self-belief. We need to believe that we can dream. It was Disney who said, if you can dream it, you can do it. And I never see any challenges. I just raced in because I want to do it. And I think they say, when you commit yourself, then providence moves too. So go in there and then find solutions. Yeah, I think that's so true. And it can be hard to do if you don't, if you lack confidence, I think. Absolutely. I think it's very important. If you don't have the confidence, how do we get young women to build that confidence? I think they need very vibrant networks. You need people who believe in you because sometimes you learn more about yourself from others when they tell you, oh, you're really creative or innovative and you've never seen yourself like that. Um, and I think, again, so important for women is to really be themselves because I think you only fly when you do things that are really good, you know, that you feel good about. So by nature, I'm very chatty. I love hearing people's stories, talking to people I don't know. So I love starting conversations in trains and in, in a restaurant. So yesterday I was talking to these two ladies, a mother and daughter, at a... Um, restaurant in Charing Cross because I had two hours to spare and they turned out to be so interesting and but you know a lot of people never start conversations because they think somebody may not be interested but really 95% of the time if you start by asking people what they do and if you have something interesting to share most people love to have a conversation mm -hmm. so I think you know my real tip for people is talk to people you know find out more because it actually is so invigorating, it's exhilarating to hear other people's stories because people's stories are so different. And there's there's an interesting thread in all of your work that we'll talk about today, but um, of kindness. You talk a lot about kindness in leadership and I think opening up to somebody or to ha having a conversation is actually opening up the door for kindness, right? Absolutely. And I think, you know, sometimes the kindness begins like when you start talking to someone and it starts by when they're talking to you to actually respect them by listening. And I think, you know, if you're starting to look everywhere and your body language is very much, yeah, you know, I'm not really listening to you. So I think kindness starts, you know, people say, how do you know if somebody's kind? Mm -hmm. I think intuitively you, you do, because I think what, you know, actually people receive is they see very much whether you're interested. People love other people being interested in them. Yeah. I think the really important thing about when you meet people is to make them feel good about themselves. And I think being kind is being aware of other people's needs, not just your own. And there's a wonderful story about Churchill's mother having met Disraeli and Gladstone when they were both competing to be uh, the Prime Minister of England. And when the journalist asked um, her what she felt about the two of them they had very contrasting personalities and she said when I sat next to Gladstone I came out thinking he was the cleverest man in England but when I sat next to Disraeli I came out thinking I was the cleverest woman in England and we can well imagine who won it was Disraeli because I think it's how you make people feel about themselves that is the key to success in life so I think how do you leave your footprints on someone's heart and so it's really by going that extra mile of being kind, of being um, thoughtful, of being respectful of people. Mm. And I, I'm just as you're saying that, I'm thinking about the value that we place on kindness. So 
maybe in the past we've placed more value on success over kindness, but we, you think that the conversation is changing now? I think kindness has taken centre stage everywhere I go. I talk about it and I find there are some sceptics. Um, does it make business sense? You know, if you're going to be kind, you're not going to... What's your turnover going to be is what most people... But in fact, we all know that people like to work in organisations which have a kind culture. Nobody wants to work in an organisation which is ruthless, where people aren't nice to you. Of course you get that. Um, But I think more and more people want um, environments where they're valued, where they're appreciated. And um, that means, in some way, that's a form of kindness to me. And... um, we are doing the kindness list and I'm so, so excited because at every level there's an interest in that. So I think we need kindness at every level and by actually bringing it to centre stage, it's acceptable to be kind. I think when you're not kind, there's no way you can feel good. Mm-hmm. And if somebody's unkind to you, you don't feel good either. So for me, it's a no-brainer to be a kind person and to be a kind leader even more. Mm. And what does being kind mean to you? Well, I think being kind means being respectful, being mindful, going a little bit out of the way that you would normally. So it's actually, we will often say it's good to give when asked, but better to give unasked through understanding. So you can see someone needs something, go and offer it instead of waiting to be asked. Because nobody, none of us like to go and ask people for things because, you know, it kind of makes you feel they may say no. Um, but I think being mindful of what somebody else may need. So you, you need to really be there for the person to think beyond what they're just saying. Sometimes people are saying something, but you know from their body language that it's not really right. So to probe a little bit more, find a little bit, and to offer. So I gave out the prizes at Brighton College recently, and I actually stood on stage with, you know, 300 of these pupils there and their parents, and actually said, I'd love to do a cookery session for some of these young pupils. And I'm very excited because they're actually going to identify eight pupils who are extraordinarily kind and send them for a lesson with me. And I hope that those pupils go back and tell a lot of other people about it so they'll see the value of kindness, that there's a reward. I don't think it should just be because there's going to be a reward, but I think it makes other people, people in the world we live today are watching what everybody else is doing and say, how did that person get that? And so everybody's looking for strategies um, to go somewhere. And uh, so it's very important for us to get our message out. Mm. And you going back to your thing about, you know, at one stage we talk about being successful. There's an amazing professor at Oxford, who's one of the wisest men I know, called Professor Lalit Jury. And he talks about from being successful to being significant. So you can be successful and, you know, have an amazing turnover. But if you are not significant, if people don't remember you, if your legacy is one that's not to be remembered by everyone, then I don't think you've succeeded. So I think kindness comes into that space where people want to be successful but they also want to be remembered and be significant Mm, definitely I can see that and I I'm just wondering what it's like to live a life that's really aligned with kindness I imagine it feels lovely it does it does And, and the great thing is because I have an amazing team I wouldn't be able to do anything without my amazing team who are really you know 
embedded in kindness, they're immersed in what we do. And so sometimes when things don't work out, and uh, you know, uh, they're there for me. And you know, you kind of always, there's always someone who's been kind to you. So if you're having a lot of um, engagement and conversations, if for one that doesn't work out that well, there are always three that are good. So you never give up. And I think that in life is very important, is never to give up on that search. If you believe in something, you know, stay on that path because, you know, I think it always works out because it's also about timing and karma. You know, when people tell me someone's horrible and yet she seems to be so successful and they say, you know, it's not over till the fat lady sings. So you don't know what's going to be there one month, two years, three years down the line. And so I think we have to believe um, instinctively that kindness will always, always win. Mm. That's such a nice message. But I I wonder, I just want to ask you a question then. Do you feel like in order to be kind, you almost have to be quite vulnerable? Absolutely, yes. I mean, I do. And there's nothing wrong with that. Mm. I mean, I I find I have a hearing problem and I tell people that up front and it makes me vulnerable because I have a very serious hearing problem. So sometimes I don't hear a question. So... I give a wrong answer. So I think, you know, if you tell people that, somebody says, well, doesn't it make you feel vulnerable? And so what? Mm. So I don't think, I, they're not, most people will not take advantage of that. Okay, if they laugh at it, that's their problem, it's not mine. Mm. So I never feel bad about being vulnerable. I mean, what's so important about being so strong? Mm. I, I think it's overrated. <laughs> I agree with you. And then um, Brené Brown says that you can't have bravery without vulnerability. So absolutely. I, yeah, I, I, I mean, I've been hearing Brené's uh, name come up a lot mm. in the messages. And I think, you know, there has to be an alignment of the way you live your values, the way you live your life and beliefs. Mm. Um, and I think, you know, you're tried. We all tried. We all have challenges. Nobody can say they've just floated through life and had a good time. Mm. Um, but I think you have to believe that you can carry on, that you have the strength, that you have stuck to what is important. Mm, absolutely. So is there anything that you wish that you had known earlier in your career or in your life that you would like to share with our listeners? I think, you know, the, the most important thing is really about being yourself. So yeah. I think when I first came to England, the, it was a totally different community. I didn't know the society and, you know, they are always written and unwritten rules um, in any society, in any culture. Um, but I very quickly realised that I would just be myself and that was fine. And I wish I'd done more of that even. You know, I was myself, so I used to, you know, uh, work with different charities, so I would open my house up to have events for them. And I think I wish I'd even done that earlier Okay. because I've, done it for 30 years but I think I could have even started 10 years before that but I I think you know the one thing is ask for help you know people are reluctant to go and ask for help but also asking is 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 an important caveat here some people you have to time your asking correctly because if you ask at the wrong time sometimes it doesn't work people think you're being pushy Um, and I know I tell people Asked because the only thing you get for without asking is an infectious disease. So people, when they hear me say that, go and ask for all kinds of things, and sometimes it's inappropriate. Mm. And I think the appropriateness of the ask is very important. So you need some help in developing um, the way you do that. 
So, yeah, I, I mean, I really wish I'd been um, kind of more um, curious about people even earlier because when I first came, I didn't know whether it would be all right to ask people all about themselves because mm. in India, I knew everyone in the social circle. I didn't have to ask their history. But I love hearing people's stories. And, and people are very open. Yesterday, somebody I was talking to, the first thing she told me was she belonged to the LGBT community. And I was wondering why she wanted me to know that in the first sentence. But that was important to her. Mm. Um, and I, I think she felt good about saying it and, and my reaction made her feel very comfortable. So she carried on opening up. Mm. I think that's important. Yeah, for sure. And it's probably about your ability to receive that information as well, that you're a safe person to tell that. I, that I'm not going to be shocked. I mean, I, I hear such diverse stories from people who are having extramarital affairs to people who, you know, like suffering from trauma, from rage, who've, got, who've been through terrible depression um, and life events. And I think that comes with the territory where the awards are concerned because obviously we get people, we're meeting just amazing, amazing people. I mean, so many of them, I, I the one thing I keep seeing when I read the entries for the awards is um, how young women are excelling so much that I wonder where they're going to go. They're only 28 and they're into a rocket science that none of us understand. So what would they be doing when they're in their 40s and 50s? Are there any more mountains to climb? Mm. And I worry for young people because sometimes I've known seen women who've achieved a lot very quickly. And then you get the expectation that it should keep going up the same way and it doesn't. Life does plateau out, it goes down. Mm. And when you try to tell them that, they don't believe it because they're on a high, but they learn it themselves. And I think to share your own life experiences and to make them feel, you know, when you're down, it's okay to come to us. You don't really have to come to us to tell us how well you're doing. Mm. So I think giving out those messages is important to people. Mm. Absolutely. I think we can all do that for everyone we meet. Be a safe Absolutely. person to, to receive. come to. Yeah. You know, and, and, and sometimes also trusting, you know, that some people you'll tell something to and they're going to go and yeah. distort it or they're going to tell someone else or use it. Again, you know, the nuances of a conversation sometimes get so distorted when you hear something from someone else. You say, I can't believe she said that. Um, but then actually when you probe more, you find it wasn't like that. So you have to be quite careful the way you interpret conversation. Yeah. And the, like you said, the way you trust people almost instinctively, you, you have a gut feeling about a person. I do, I do. And I think it's become even more finely tuned as I've grown older. And I think the more experiences you have, you say, well, I won't go down that path anymore or I'll try this. But the main thing is to never give up because yeah. I think, and also never to lose your belief in, in humans because, you know, they are so kind. Even young people are so kind. Some of the, there's an amazing young girl from Oxford uh, Grammar School, um, called Joanna Baptista and she won our award two years ago and she's gone on to do amazing things. But even at that age, even though she's achieved so much, she's always appreciative of what we've done for her. So she always comes back and says, thank you. I mean, there are lots of people who wouldn't find the time to do that. And that's going to be the key to her success, that she remembers others in her flight up there. Mm. Um, and I'm very proud of her because she's just got into Oxford and she's going to do great things. Uh, but never forget where you're coming from because, you know, as high as you fly, you know, you're going to sink that loose 
some point. So don't worry about that. As long as you behave with integrity and stuck to your values, that's what's really going to define you. Amazing. Yeah. Oh, thank you so much, Pinky. It's been really fascinating to speak to you. So no, thank you. No, no, it's, it's, it's a joy. It's, it's a privilege and it's a huge honour. So there we go. I hope that you enjoyed that episode of Things I Wish I'd Known. I don't think that you can ever speak to Pinky and not feel really inspired to go out there and be kind and to live really authentically. I think that was the main thing that I took away from it. When Pinky was saying, if something feels right, then you should do it. If it feels aligned and you can be yourself, then that's what you should be doing. Um, I just think that's wonderful. So um, do check out the Women of the Future programs. So there's a week of women um, and the summit that is takes place in the day, the Women of the Future Summit, and then the Women of the Future Awards Ceremony that happens in the evening, followed by four days of programs. And that involves women from all over the world. And this takes place on the 7th of November this year in London. And also um, the Kindness List. So this is the 50 Leading Lights, Kindness in Leadership. And the, the Kindness List will be released on World Kindness Day, which is on November the 13th. So all those people that have been nominated as kind leaders will be announced soon. So do check it out. And I really hope that you've enjoyed this episode of the podcast and it's inspired you to go out there and to be kind and to do more kind things and bring kindness into the workplace. Um, so yeah, thank you so much to Pinky for this episode. And I hope to see you again soon on the next episode of Things I Wish I'd Known.